Welcome back to part two of Becoming Beautiful. Please note these two, part one, part two, are about becoming beautiful, not looking beautiful. Because we don't want to just look beautiful and be unbeautiful, ugly on the inside. That's not our game. That's not our business. When you are beautiful on the inside, which for which which is completely a learned thing, then you are beautiful on the outside and you all have heard that but you don't know what that means because the outside changes when you become beautiful on the inside and we're going to show you how to get there. So this is part two. In part one, we explained some many concepts behind the fundamentals of how beauty works and we also talked about things that are not beautiful that everybody knows. Today, we're going to tell you things you can actually do to become beautiful. Okay. And you will actually become beautiful mm -hmm. that you will like yourself. And when you like yourself, then you have what we call self-respect. Self-respect is a very abused term, by the way. By itself, if you just combine the word self and respect and combine them and you say, that's what's no, self-respect doesn't mean that. Self-respect in that case is oxymoron. Mm -hmm. I start respecting myself even if I'm ignorant or stupid, but I have self-respect is not self-respect. Self-respect is not just A plus B equals AB. We will explain all that. Okay, so today's Welcome to the Online Samosa, where we serve you knowledge in bite sizes so that it can bring happiness and it can make changes in your life. Very nice. And uh, we're going to have, uh, you're going to be talking about how to be beautiful, yes, part two. Part two. Very yes. nice. Okay. So, <clears throat> namaste from the Samosa team. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, first, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of all the suggestions that you need to become beautiful. So if you have only five minutes and you are already very super smart, you can just pick up and you don't have to listen to the rest. But maybe you might listen to the rest. Okay, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the qualities needed to become beautiful are developed by the people that the world generally finds charming or beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay, They're developed, they're learned behavior. Okay. Anyone and everyone can develop them. And they're independent of your genetics. And if you don't believe us, please listen to the whole thing. Okay, mm -hmm. we will show you. Okay. The way that you hold your eyes, eyelids, changes when there is love in your heart. The way that you the, the way that your ego projects itself through your facial features changes when your ego is smaller. Changes when your ego is big. And you all know this because you can see it around you. Like, have you noticed there are some people that look strong and powerful to you and you like them or you don't like them, right? But if you like them, that means you like that big ego confidence. Some people have confidence, but it doesn't show across as just big ego. It shows across as love. But when you go under, it looks like confidence. And some people like that more. In fact, everybody likes that more. Like that. Okay, so we'll go faster. Now, how to develop them, we'll tell you. Mm -hmm. First is, you can build awareness by reading news every day. Okay, we'll explain a little bit more. Read the weather every day so you generally have higher awareness. Okay, then you must be able to read the people in the room that anytime you walk into a room, you must be able to read the mood of the people and the people. And you must read it and immediately you become aware. Okay, if there are people you love or hate, try to say hi to them. Especially if you hate them, say hi to them because you will get a better read and your language and your body language will adjust and they will hate you less and you will hate them less. Okay, which will then make the love in your heart come out and build respectful relationships with intelligent people in the room. Don't feel threatened by them. Don't feel awed by them. But have respect. Respect is different than awe and respect is different than trying to downplay their intelligence. Trying to downplay an intelligent person's intelligence looks ugly and it makes your heart smaller. Once your heart is smaller, you look like you are, not a nice person. Try to read an audio book or read a real book for half an hour every day. 15 minutes of audio book minimum so that you are constantly gaining new knowledge and your brain has something exciting, some new subject that you like, not a fiction book. <laughs> okay. Unless you're reading classical fiction, seriously classical, only those books. And after a while, not too much classic, some combination of classics and, and, and nonfiction. If you're a student, be really good at studying Know your subjects. If you aren't quite there yet, make effort and 
display and allow your ignorance to come out. Last week we said, ignorance displayed, meaning ignorance presented in the right way, looks beautiful. That people find that difficult. Okay, I'll explain that. Ignorance presented with a big ego looks ugly. Ignorance presented with a small ego and a willingness and a curiosity to learn is so enticingly beautiful because people go, oh my God, this person is willing to say they don't know and they're willing to learn and they're willing to listen. And when they listen, they ask questions based on what they understood and not. And they're not shy to explore their ignorance. You know how beautiful that is? You have no idea until you try it. Okay, so do that. Read classical literature separately. I recommend that until it, because each of those books, we will tell you why, develop certain aspects of it. Avoid drinking alcohol. In fact, how much alcohol we recommend for you? Zero in a week. But if you have to have two, you can have two glasses. And, you know, you can make a rule. Once a week I will or twice a week. But no more than three times a week. No more than three times a week will you have two shots in one evening. That's what we recommend. Why? Then it makes it changes the sh- physically changes the shape of your neck and face, and it becomes beautiful. Now, if you don't want that, and you want to say, "Look, I, I want only my eyes to become intelligent, and I, I don't mind having extra, you know, features <laughs> around my neck and face that make me look not so beautiful," you can do that. It's okay. It's a choice. We're not saying don't. You know, up to you. Up to you. It's okay. All right. Drink four glasses of water first thing in the morning. We'll explain why. Right? And don't just start with four, start with two, go to three, go to four. Then exercise one hour every day. Because first of all, drinking the four glasses and the exercise builds discipline. Once your discipline kicks in, then your mind muscle becomes strong. Once your mind becomes strong, then the muscle inside the mind to control the mind becomes strong, which controls your ego, which becomes strong, which makes the ego smaller, which becomes smaller. And a smaller ego looks beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) That's why. Not because I want to make your muscles. I do want your blood flow to be good. So exercising is a tax you have to pay. So you have to do that anyway. But you might as well do what is called, what, I, what we call mind-body integration, mm-hmm. which is yoga. Yes. Yoga makes you beautiful. And there is no two ways about it because it gives you a smaller ego. Now, if you do yoga badly, then you come out of it with a bigger ego. It's possible. Depends how good your teacher is. <laughs> but... Eventually, even a bad teacher will get your ego smaller. So, but if you find a good teacher, try to release your ego. Don't be so proud of your yoga position and all that. But try to understand how to breathe while you're doing your yoga because that helps you get that mind-body muscle strong anyway. So the face and the body need help in mental elevation. Difficult to understand. And the help that they need comes from books, self-awareness, and a bigger heart. Because those things, those three things, they allow you to learn more. Because your face looks like, from the, from the lower ego, it looks like, I want to talk to you. I want to explain things to you for other people. Therefore, you become a magnet for collecting more self-awareness. So you don't want to have a face that says, don't tell me anything. I know everything. Mm. You don't want a face that says, I'll be ungrateful. Don't tell me anything. You don't want a face that says, I know more than you. You don't, want, you don't want a face that says, I'm stronger than you. Therefore, why should I listen to you? I only listen to powerful and big name people. All these things make your intellect sm- smaller, make your heart smaller, and make your awareness smaller, which makes you not so beautiful. Okay, <laughs> don't do those things. Okay, so that's, that's our quick summary. And oh, I went a little bit over five, six minutes, but that's okay. All right, now let's go into the actual program. Mm-hmm. And, and if you have got the summary so far, good for you. If you know what to do, please go ahead and watch my uh, other videos. But if you want to know the nitty gritty and you want the changes that we are going to recommend to automatically saturate you so that you don't have to use willpower to make these changes in your life, then you watch it. And our way of telling not only informs you, but shifts you on the inside before in more ways than you realize. So how do you develop them? The first thing we recommended was start reading the news for a few minutes every day. Because reading the news every day does two things. First of all, it gives you an awareness of what's happening in the world. Those topics are being discussed, 
even if they're not being discussed every day by your friends and your colleagues and your other people, mm-hmm. they're still being discussed. Okay. And being aware of them allows you to make other comments in such a way that they're sensitive to the world's environment and your local news environment, which automatically makes other people register in their head when they listen to you. Oh, this person's smart. They're aware. They said the right thing without dismissing, disrespecting current events. Mm -hmm. And the subtle click, click, click after a while, five, six clicks, and they go, I want to know this person. They're so amazing. One click doesn't do it. But six clicks does. So you have to earn the six clicks in a conversation that's in a group of small people or or in a whole classroom if you're in a student, right? Mm-hmm. Or in amongst your colleagues if you're in a team, in a company. You want the six clicks and people, you will start noticing next day after you made six clicks happen in whichever day you did, one, two, three days later, people just come to you and they want to ask you questions. You will notice this change happens. But... Your focus is still going to be be a good student if you're in school, high school, especially or college, and study and know your subjects. Because if you let that one go, then you're use then you're negating some clicks. Can't afford that. Okay. okay. So you said reading. Reading the not news. Reading the news, but not listening. Or listening. It. Five minutes. Okay, either one. Yeah, yeah. You can get to the, you can get to news your way. I, I read because mm-hmm. I, I find listening takes too long, right? But sometimes when I'm driving, mm-hmm. I will listen to some radio stations that have some good news. Usually, I'm very picky. Mm-hmm. Most radio stations aren't giving you fair news. Yes. So I, I need I need news from two or three sources. So I I read pop up and I spend more than five minutes. I spend a good ten minutes at least. But I have to put a limit on it because I you know you can be a news junkie. Yes. And you can spend half an hour at it. It's not worth it. It's not worth half an hour. Mm-hmm. That much news is too much news, oh. and it doesn't. It takes away from the rest of the things we want to tell you. So five to seven minutes and hard block done. It's because what we need is just you to be aware, and you're doing this every day, right? So you'll find that some of the news is being recycled and mm-hmm. nothing nothing happened. So you skip that, go to the next item. And we want you to start digesting the news. So if you read too much news, you will have more news and not enough digestion time, which then doesn't make you smarter. Mm. You have to know what's going on and be able to understand, hmm, why, how come? And that happens naturally, okay, mm-hmm. to some extent. So next okay. next point. Mm-hmm. So analysis of what is happening and how things might progress is what we, you need to get to. And if you need to read some good person's editorial that you like, then go ahead and read that. There are some, you have to find that. I, I can't recommend because each subject, each country, each geography has different kind of editors who are, have a good opinion, shall we say, who have a good way of giving you a balanced view. So up to you. Okay. All right. And then the next point is read the know the weather every day. Why? Because weather is important to decision making. If you're going to make a logistical decision, should we go there? Should we not go there? With your friends, you'll say, oh yeah, it's supposed to rain next week. You should know that. Yes. Right? It's supposed to be, it's going to be really hot. Or there's a northerly wind coming. There's a storm approaching. All the flights are going to be a little bit tricky on that day. Or it's going to be great weather. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be beautiful. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's dress accordingly, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So having, and weather only needs two minutes. Yes. What are you going to check? Today's weather and the next 10-day forecast. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? Even one week is fine, but 10-day covers everything. And that way, and you can cover your geography because that's important. And you can cover one other geography if you're, if you're constantly dealing with people who live in some other place. Like, you know, my son is in a different city right now. So I, I check the weather there because, you know, when I talk to him, I kind of know what's going on. Yes. Like that. And weather can be checked on the phones because phones have all the weather forecast and the day weathers. Yeah, yeah. so up to you. So, yeah, that's, that's micro news. Correct. <laughs> you, you can do that. Yes. All right. Now, the next one is read the people in the room that you walk into. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. It means it takes effort until you get good at it. It takes some learning for you to get good at reading a room. Mm-hmm. Reading a room takes some effort until you get good at it. Okay. All right. Let me let me talk a little bit about that. Reading a room means being able to see who is displaying what clear emotion in their voice tonality, in the way they hold their eyes, in the way that they react to another person's comment, because that reaction tells you whether they like them or they don't like them, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Right? So these are the things you should immediately be tuning in on when you walk in the room. In order to tune into this, you have to tune out of your emotions, you trying to feed yourself, your ego. Mm. See, Mm. normally every person Mm. is thinking about how can, what do I need to do next Mm. because I need to do it Mm. or what what would make me feel better? 
So the basic thought mm-hmm. in both of these thoughts mm-hmm. is, what about me? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we talk about namaste. Go check that out. Yes. So namaste is a mantra that helps you tune out of what about me to what about you. Yes. And you have to have that muscle become strong every day. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, it's a weak muscle because you'll walk into a room and you'll say, oh, I have to read everybody because mm-hmm. I told you to, because I'm telling you, right? <laughs> but it's a, the reason why you have that reaction is because that muscle is weak. If that muscle was strong, you would never complain about reading the room. Mm-hmm. It's, to give you an example, say I gave you a two kilogram phone. Mm-hmm. Two, not, not this one. Two kilogram it weighs. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Every time I say, give me the phone, you'll say, oh. But say you went to bodybuilding and not two, two kilograms is like 10 grams for you or 100 grams for you. Yeah, here you go. If you have the muscle, mm-hmm. right? Picking up objects become, have you seen how strong people, when you ask them to pick up something, they go, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for them, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Same inside your brain. The muscle to read the room has to become strong. In the beginning, it's effort. Mm-hmm. Like going to the gym. You're lifting weights. You're like, oh my God, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But after within, within two months, within two weeks, the muscle starts to grow. Mm-hmm. And then reading the room. So reading the room is reading everyone's emotion like this and this. And then gradually, you'll know what else to read. Because you'll say, I, I'm predicting this guy likes this guy. And then you go in, into the conversation. You, you know, contribute. And then you realize they... They're actually looking like they're like them, but they're really competing with them. I can see that now. Hmm. <sighs> Read the room. There's more layers of knowledge instantly just by looking at a bunch of people than you know. So what if you are in the room and people are walking in? So you're doing the same thing, reading you're, people. You're, you're already in. reading. Hmm. You're reading the room. Yeah. So. Okay. No. So you're saying, you know, when you walk into the room, you read the people. Meaning, meaning you don't stop reading as long as you're in the room. <laughs> and don't, okay. Do not become introverted mm. in the company of people. Namaste starts when you are in company of more than one person. Mm. It stays on until you are alone. Mm. Or you decide to say, people, I need to do some thinking. Please don't bother me. I need to read something or study something. Then you become into you again. And then you detach from the world. But when you open up and when you put your phone down because you were reading some message or you were thinking about something you were preparing to talk about or whatever, the minute you switch out into external mode, mm-hmm. you're no longer thinking about what about me. You're only thinking what about everybody in the room, especially you, mm-hmm. but the everybody also includes you. So you look at yourself from their point of view. That is the most beautiful muscle to have. To be able to see yourself from your and from an external point of view at the same time. Meaning, you can speak and hear what you're saying together. And correct your sentence that you said because you heard it and you realized, oh, I meant this, but I heard this. Mm. And it wasn't what I meant. Mm. So let me correct this so it means what I say. And you'll find intelligent Aware people, not intelligent. Aware people correct their sentences by tuning it mm-hmm. to mean what they initially intended to say. And that is called being able to hear yourself while you speak. Okay, that's a muscle that is considered very beautiful to have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So read the room. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's continue. Mm-hmm. Now, when I do this, these sessions, mm-hmm. many times people come back to me and say, hey, can you do a workshop on this subject? Meaning, can you give us some exercises Mm. to do Mm. while... So for each of these exercises, each of these suggestions that I'm giving you, can you give us an exercise to do Mm -hmm. so that I can practice that and know that I got it well? Okay. So this Samosa series, we're not doing the workshops yet. But, But we're thinking, because we're getting lots of feedback, that people are saying... You know, you have really good advice. It's very dense sometimes. I have to hear it several times in order to make the change in my head. Mm-hmm. So if we hear from more of you, we might do a workshop series. Who knows? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but if you don't if you don't hear from you, that's okay. That means we know it's working. You don't need to know more. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So if there are people that you like or hate in a room, mm-hmm. after reading the room, you must say hi to them. Why? Because why am I saying like? Because when you say hi to a person you like, you'll get a different response. 
And then when you say hi to a person you hate or don't like, mm. you'll get a different response. And you'll notice that your way of saying hi is different. I want you to observe that. Then I need you to change the way you say hi to the person you don't like to be the similar to the way you like. Understand? So when the way I greet and in, interact with a person I like comes from a place of love in my heart. I must artificially pump that much love inside my heart and then go and say hi to that person I don't like and see how the conversation's tone changes. And that is experiential learning for you. Mm. Meaning, until you do what I, exactly what I said, you have no idea what I, why I'm making you do it or what it means. But when you do do it, you'll go, oh, thank you, Samosa. I learned something new. I learned I have an ability to convert people who I don't like to pe into people who might actually like me. And I find that I'm able to, I, I, I met a really new interesting person. For some reason, I had a glitch in my head which made me not like them. I need you to experience that. Okay. So let me say something <laughs> here. So what I'm understanding is that no matter how much uh, um, hatred, or not what I would say, hatred is a very strong word. Dislike. Dislike, you know, you have or misunderstandings you have had with that person. No matter what it is, but when you are in their company, you should always love them. You should have love in your heart. It's not the same thing. Okay. I should have love in my heart. For them. For them. It's different than a person you actually love. There's a difference. Yes. Say it's your child. Mm -hmm. You love them. True. Right. Say. Yeah. Hopefully that mm -hmm. person. So, and it's a new person who I don't like because they did something. Yes. To me or my friend or somebody. And mm -hmm. so I have this unresolved glitch. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to approach them with love in my heart. Mm. Because I want to understand in what areas, in what ways can I appreciate them while not relying on them because they haven't earned my trust yet. Mm. So I'm not becoming stupid yeah. by saying, now I love you. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm saying, I have love for you until, and I want to use that to genuinely find areas of respecting you. And then... After that, if things develop in such a way that I, that you and I can develop some trust, good. If it doesn't happen because you maybe you're not that trustworthy, maybe I'm not that trustworthy, then I don't want that. I don't want the trust part, but I do want the respect part. Hmm. Very good point, Sandeep. But good question because that nuance has to be understood. Yes. So you, I'm, we're not telling you become stupid all of a sudden, hmm. right? Stupid meaning trusting without having earned it. That's stupid. Don't do that. Hmm. Okay. But love, see, many people don't understand what love is. Meaning, they don't understand love, they don't understand trust, they don't understand uh, caring, they don't understand lust, mm. they don't understand the differences between these terms. So they combine it all into something like love. Mm. You cannot walk through life with, with a general misunderstanding. <laughs> you cannot, right? And such people in particular become what we call black and white thinking people. Yes. Because mm -hmm. when you have so many areas of gray mm -hmm. in the kinds of affection you can have for a person, mm -hmm. they go, it's too much, too much. It's, let's keep it simple. I like or I dislike. Mm -hmm. And they convert all these varieties of likes and dislikes and, and trust of different types and etc. into at the net, do I like you and trust you? Mm -hmm. Do I like trust and do I uh, depend and rely and you are great in every possible way? Uh, you're in one bucket. Everybody else I hate. Mm. That's called black and white thinking. Right? It will make you so stupid because the world is is in color. Have you mm -hmm. noticed? Just look around. Mm -hmm. Did you did you notice there are more colors than black and white? Yes. <laughs> the green. So yes. the world is colorful. Mm. Don't convert everything to black and white ever. Ever. If you are a black and white person, mm. we maybe we'll do a session on how to get out of black and white thinking. If you make a note of it, we yes. might do that because this, I, I find this is a pretty common problem. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. 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 Now we need to move further. Yes. So building respectful relationships with intelligent people. This is different than just becoming aware of a room. And this is different than just saying hi to people you like and dislike. Okay. Whenever you meet really intelligent people, meaning they're intelligent in some area, they're also maybe unintelligent in some other area. They, they kind of go together. Okay. Meanings like some kind guy can really know a lot of physics, for example, but is emotionally not so sensitive. It's okay. 
you but you want to appreciate their brain because you know they, they might discover how stars actually are formed <laughs> or something about you know the nature of physics which is very important man because they're spending so much time thinking physics they're not spending so much time you know reading your emotion for example just just a broad so you must l be respectful to intelligent people in their area of intelligence which you then have to discover don't just go by degrees and reputation do not do that. That puts you back in the black and white category. Like, oh, that guy has a PhD from Stanford. He must be smart. No, 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 no. Let me talk to him. See if he's smart. He has to earn it from me. Because I've been surprised. Sorry mm -hmm. to tell you, right? And that person who had a degree in some subject was actually much more knowledgeable in a different subject because that was his true love. And that subject he just did, by the way, and then left it, didn't care. Mm. You'd be surprised. So to be a genuine human being, you stop looking at the face of things alone. Don't just decide a book based on its cover. Oh, right? Yes. Yeah, don't do that. Don't, don't judge a person just by their degrees. Don't judge a person just on the face of things that you are being introduced at. Yeah, take that knowledge into account, but try to go and figure out who they are by just having a conversation and then genuinely respect them when you discover they have something. Don't just say, okay, so you're, so you're genuine. You actually have a PhD in your subject and then become stone-faced and don't give them any feedback because that person knows you just tested them. Mm. Don't think people are stupid. So if you test a person, give them the regard and respect that they deserve because they passed your test. Mm. I know so many people who are constantly testing people and then leaving them uh, without any feedback that you are genuinely trusting or respecting them because their ego is so big. They, they were just testing to see if you are negative, then I'll laugh. But if you're positive, then nothing. I will try to find another way to show you down because they're a power player. Power players trying to make intelligent people look, find, an, find a weakness in an intelligent person and then point it out a few times are the ugliest people on earth. <laughs> Everybody can see it. Only they think, oh, other people respect because they think because I respect power, mm. the whole world only respects power. Black and white thinking. Mm. Black and white is so stupid. Don't do that. Black and white is stupid. Don't do that. <laughs> I, 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 my volume goes down sometimes. All right. I have noticed another thing that I have seen uh, doctors, you know, mm. which they have worked very hard to be a doctor. Right. But when it comes to just general understanding of each other. Psychology mean or you mean psychologically or? Reading a person means. Oh, emotional. Emotional. Yeah. They are very poor. They may be, they may not be able. Often they are poor. Often they are yeah. very poor. Yes. Anyone who has too many years of academic study in a particular subject, mm. and that's difficult subject, for mm. example, a lot of work, mm. finds that their social development in those years is somewhat atrophied because they have to work so focusedly hard in, in a different area. Mm. Right. Mm. So this is true. Okay. Don't disrespect them for it. When you meet them, try to increase their emotional knowledge because they're hungry for that. They know that they're not good at it and they don't know what to do because if you're, especially if you're a doctor, people respect you so much. So you think that it's okay. I don't have to be such a good emotional reader. So help them understand that, you know, you, you know, you said it like this, mm. but if you say it like this, it's more sensitive to the people because people are thinking like this and they're reacting like this. So I'm just letting you know that this is how it works. And they'll go, oh my God, I'm running into that problem with 10 other people. Thank you for explaining that little concept to me. Okay. Don't, don't just think, oh my God, he's a doctor. I don't know, or, or whatever, a PhD. And so that I don't need to help them. In fact, I have to show that I'm smarter than them. And so don't be competing with intelligent people. The right relationship with intelligent people is I respect you where you deserve it and I help you where you need it. Mm. They will in turn always do the same back to you. That's so healthy. And that changes the size of your heart, mm. lowers your ego because we said, right? If you're ignorant about a certain area, just talk about your ignorance with a curiosity and that lowers your ego, which makes you... Beautiful. And, char and charming inside out. Yes. Inside out. Meaning your this, of course, changes, but this changes. Mm. And this, when it changes, it really changes. Mm. It reflects in your face. It's more than reflects. Okay. Yeah, it changes your shape of your face. You just don't know it. You, once you reach it, if you follow these instructions and you get to that place, then when you look at your own face and a photograph from when you were younger and now, you'll say, yeah, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. I can see it. You can see it.
Hmm. Everybody can see it. All right. Okay. But but I cannot show it to you when you don't have experience around it. Right now you aware you feel it when you see a person. But you don't know where, what's the exact point of the data that's making you change the way you feel. Mm. Anyway, we're not trying to, we, we're not actually trying to give you a facelift. That doesn't work. Right? <laughs> it just looks ugly. You know, it looks terrible. Mm. All right. All right. So we talked about that. Mm -hmm. So then we said you must read some book mm. of interest to you, hopefully nonfiction, but classical fiction. Okay, you must invest half an hour a day. So uh, already I'm using so much of your time, right? So if you are a busy student, 15 minutes of audiobook, it's fine. Okay, if that's all you have. But if you have a book book, other than curriculum book, mm. find a nice book, that subject that might be interesting to you and try to read. So a discipline of reading every day gives you an additional area of curiosity and knowledge accumulation, which makes you an interesting person. Interesting, not because you have some knowledge to share, but because reading a book adds to your knowledge, which then reduces the size of your ego. You cannot see these relationships until you do them. People who know more know how much more they don't know. <laughs> People who know less mm. think they know a lot. <laughs> And nobody looks uglier than a person who actually doesn't know but thinks they know a lot. <sighs> Read a book. And how many minutes of reading uh, do 15, you suggest? 15 minutes a day 15 minutes. is a minimum. Half an hour if you are no longer a full-time student. Okay. If you're a full-time student, 10 to 15 minutes of some non-curriculum book. Okay. Audio book is fine, right? Driving time or walking time between buildings, whatever you want to do, right? And you'll find that that discipline of us recommending, I recommending 15 minutes to you may expand to half an hour because you'll say, you know what? I'm going to listen to my audio book while I'm in the gym working out or while I'm on the elliptical or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So like that. Uh, so it's fine. It's fine with me. Okay. But I'm not saying go all hour. Go the whole hour in your gym with the book. I'm not recommending that. I'm saying just half an hour. Why? Because I'd rather have the remaining half an hour with no sound because that's meditative. So you want a little bit of meditative time and you want some reading time. So ideally, half an hour of meditative time, half an hour of audiobook time. Perfect. One hour workout. Okay. All right. Now, so this all this knowledge that you're accumulating will improve your range of analysis, it will improve, increase the range of subjects that you are aware of. It will increase the depth of knowledge you have in each of the subjects, and it will change the depth of analysis that you have of different subjects or news. And that depth reduces ego. That depth changes the muscle in your brain to become strong enough to get your ego out of the way when it comes into effect trying to defend you stupidly. That looks beautiful. A person who can say, I'm so sorry. I just had that strong reaction. I just said that reactively to you. I'm so sorry. I have an internal rule not to react like that. I want to apologize to you for my reaction. Please accept my apology. Saying these exact words are so beautiful. Mm -hmm. When you find you've reacted, don't defend it. When you have reacted to somebody because of self-defense ego mechanism, right? Apologize for it right away by saying, I'm so sorry, I, I reacted. My considered opinion is I want to understand where you're coming from and your intention. What did I just say? I didn't say that say they said something ugly, say they said something wrong, and you immediately reacted, right? So you say, I'm sorry, I want to apologize, I should not have reacted. Then you say, I want to understand your intention. Then you understand the guy's intention was terrible and negative. Then you give them your thoughtful opinion that I disagree with you. Mm. I'm not saying agreeable, I'm not just saying say yes to people. Are you hearing? If Even if your reaction was negative, I'm not saying apologize for the negative, apologize for the disagreement. I'm just saying apologize for the reaction mm. and then give a thoughtful disagreement and a reason for it. 
and say, my reason for disagreeing with you is that I know this and this, and this is contradicting what you're saying, so help me understand that. Meaning I'm leaving the door open for you to try and correct my assumption, if I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it forces the other person to become less assumptive. And it might end up that you showing that you're willing to change your very strongly, thoughtly, uh, very strongly well thought through opinion, presented in this way that is willing to open to change, allows a person with a idiosyncratic opinion to change themselves. And now you have a positive, positive, positive conversation. Mm. That makes you beautiful. Converting a disagreement with a stated disagreement with your rationale upfront presented in a way I may be wrong or I'm open to ideas where this could be where my you know where I'm missing something right and this session is about how to change on the inside so so so, so do it do Sandeep, it I want to interject here a little okay. bit All so right. in my relationship I think I do assume a lot you're, you're a big <laughs> assumer <laughs> yes you know the spelling of assume right by the way before you go <laughs> A-S-S-U-M-E it makes an ass out of you and me. Ass, you, me. Assume. Okay, now tell me. <laughs> wow, that's a very nice way of explaining it. Okay. But I do assume, mm -hmm. and then I want to correct it. How, how, what, what should be my how, thought process? But hang on. So, give to give. so, you mean when someone says something, you assume that they are saying something or meaning something without confirming? What do you mean by assume? Assume means, uh, what if I am uh, calling my husband uh, from one room to another and I don't hear his voice and... Uh, um, he doesn't okay, respond to you. He doesn't respond to you, respond to me. And then uh, I, uh, okay, I keep quiet and then I call again. And then I hear a very faint voice. And I'm assuming that he's uh, working on his computer, but I find out that he is sleeping. And he tells me, well, you should have come there and asked me or seen it, right? So I am in my mind, I'm saying, well, this is the time he usually sits on this computer because that's the pattern. Okay, okay, okay. So you want to go on. So when you call, for example, mm -hmm. you have already determined that he should be in listening range and he should be responding to you in a way that pleases you, suits yes. you. Yes. And if he does anything different, that's not acceptable. Yeah. That's what basically happened. Yes, yes. So that's an ego problem. That's not an assumed problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Ego meaning uh -huh. that you decided that that I already am generally aware of what's in the house, uh -huh. and if it's not that way, then that is not acceptable to you. Uh -huh. So there's your assumption. Okay. The assumption is uh -huh. I am aware, and I cannot be wrong. So you need to change that by saying. I am generally aware, mm -hmm. but I should double check mm -hmm. because that's respectful. And lack, me assuming I already know, mm -hmm. is not an assumption problem. It's a rude assumption, but the problem is disrespect oh, wow. because it generates disrespect. Okay. The other person says, mm -hmm. just check or ask mm -hmm. before you assume. Yes. So you can make an assumption by saying, I already know what's happening. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You say, I know, mm -hmm. but... It's still an assumption. It's not for sure. Mm. I need to double check because that is respectful. Mm. Because mm -hmm. if someone assumes something about me, yeah. I will feel disrespected. Mm. Therefore, you have to make it about you. Mm. Until you make the disrespect you give to other people about you, mm -hmm. that program about caring about their respect mm. is not going to come on. Most people cannot constantly think about other people. Mm. But they do definitely think about Themselves. what about me. me. So okay. you have to use the what about me uh -huh. to want to respect them by saying, I would hate it if someone assumed about me, so I will never do that. Okay. And that logic has a lot more muscle to it. Muscle. muscle Great. Muscle. I want you to be strong now. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> right here, strong. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I will practice that. Good now. question. All right. So, but we have things to cover. Mm -hmm. All right. So read the books, right? And become aware, et cetera, et cetera. Now, improve your range. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. So after that, the next thing that is beautiful is a general curiosity as a skill or as an attribute. So you should have an attribute where you say, whenever I run into something I don't know or a word that is spoken that I don't understand or a word that has one meaning to me but another person uses it differently, mm -hmm. instead of correcting them, I should be curious 
What does, does that word actually mean that? Let me ask them. Let me ask somebody. You say, you have an interesting way to use that word. I thought that word meant this. Mm. But you use it like this instead of saying, no, you're wrong. Mm. Same thing. So you presented your discordant observation as curiosity. Because your curiosity engine is on. And that engine being on is B, you, beautiful. Mm. <laughs> curiosity is beautiful. All right. So build curiosity and ask it respectfully. Okay. All right. Okay. Be curious. Ask questions. And if there's nobody to ask and you're listening to an audio book, pause, go on the internet mm. and search yourself. Don't just be curious by being a pain on other people, asking them all the time. Be curious all the time, especially alone. So constantly research on the internet what words actually mean, what the concepts mean. If the guy says something you don't agree, check out that data, do a fact check. Be curious. Be curious. You'll be amazed how often you find that your facts in your head that don't match the world's facts, is your facts are off. Don't try to say, oh, my fact says this. Let me check if my fact is right then you'll find always some websites that validate your facts. Then you say, okay, that's interesting. Let me check his fact. Then you check that guy's fact and you'll find there are five websites that validate him. Now you have two contradictory fact checks verified. <laughs> <laughs> now comes analysis. Under some circumstances, that's true. Under some circumstances, this is true. Now what was his perspective? Oh, his perspective was that. From that perspective, he's right. Now you just move from black and white world to a colorful world where two contradictory facts mm. from different perspectives can be simultaneously true. Mm. Being able to walk in the gray zone or better to say in the colorful zone is beautiful. If you're wearing colors, colors, <laughs> if you're wearing colors in, in your face, mm. you're beautiful. So have your brains think in color. Okay. Okay. Got that? Because we have we have more things to cover. Okay. Then we said to you, be curious, right? Next time, next thing is read some classic literature some point in your life. There are about 20 books, I would say, minimum. Once you've read the 20 classic literature books, any 20, mm -hmm. you're pretty good shape. Okay. And I, I'm literally, I'm not recommending any one author or, or not. You know, you pick. As long as it's considered classic literature, some fiction or some play, right? In those two categories. Poetry doesn't count, but poetry counts, meaning you read some good poetry separately, but they can be small, right? Unless it's a long poem, I don't count that because I want you to, I want that book to uh, inform and change you. And classic literature informs and changes you while you're having the pleasure of that story being told. So such a nice way to learn. Such an intelligent way to transform your internals. And classic literature is classic because it does two in one. It entertains and educates and transforms three in one. Okay. Okay, do that. Avoid drinking alcohol completely. Alcohol is no longer in fashion anyway. Right? If you go to Hollywood or if you go to West Coast of America, which is you know the tail that wags the dog, if you haven't heard that term, Alcohol is no longer uh, fashionable. The rest of the world is still hasn't caught up yet. If you live anywhere else in the world, you're still thinking, hey, party hard, drink more. It shows I'm more you know, successful or I'm uh, good in some particular... No, it doesn't. Get with the fashion. <laughs> Stop drinking alcohol. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not for that, that reason, but because it actually changes the shape of your face. It also makes your brain a little bit duller. All right. Mm. But if you have to, you socially, different situations, two. Okay. But enough said about that. All right. You want to hear a joke on that? People have it. So this guy says, uh, you know, I don't drink this ordinary alcohol anymore. Mm. I only drink the, the fine distilled spirits. You know, like whiskey. I mean, something that is 
fine and distilled. Mm-hmm. He says, why is that? Because mm-hmm. he said, because I don't want to become an alcoholic. I want to become a spiritualist. <laughs> <laughs> so I only drink spirits. <laughs> Sorry, wrong spirit. <laughs> all right, all right, we got to go. All right. Now, here's a really, really very useful, very amazing, most impactful advice. Start your day with four glasses of water. Start with two and then move to four. Okay, four, why? Because according to water therapy, according to Ayurveda, according to Hollywood, if you need more than that, you tell me. (laughs) Three majorly powerful resources and now modern medicine science. They all tell you that your body needs a lot more water than you think, right? But they tell you, they don't tell you how to drink it. Mm-hmm. But Ayurveda and Hollywood together tell you how. <laughs> you start your day with four glasses of water. You build up to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some people need, if you're a bigger body or your metal- metabolism is of that type, mm-hmm. five glasses. So it's not three. Three never cuts it. It's always four or five. Mm-hmm. And, and I know a couple of people that do six. Okay. Because they find at six, they mm-hmm. get the full hydration impact that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. But four, five, six, right? Four, five. What does that do? It does many things. First of all, two glasses hydrates you. Mm-hmm. And you've been fasting all night because no, most people aren't drinking with a camelback. I mean, most people aren't drinking with a straw in their mouth. I mean, sleeping. They, they sleep. When they sleep, they sleep. They don't drink water during sleep. So they, you wake up, you are dehydrated. How come you're dehydrated? Very simple. You've been breathing in and out. Mm-hmm. Every time you breathe in, the moisture of the air is at 50% approximately, depending on where you live. When you breathe out, it's already 70%. Where does the extra moisture come from? From your lung wall. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly breathing out water. So you have to drink. No choice. Now, drinking two glasses hydrates you. Three glasses gets you into a nice zone. But not nice enough until you hit the fourth glass. At the fourth glass, your body and your liver says, Oh, thank you. We are now in the land of plenty. There is no drought today. Good to know. I will use that extra water for anti-aging. I will use the extra water for anti-aging. Chemically. 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 (laughs) Chemically. Internally, your body starts to anti-age you. And Hollywood has known this for 40 years. So almost all Hollywood actors are doing this. They may not tell you now many of them talk about it. Because they got they got some Ayurvedic teachers and yoga masters, mm. you know, becoming big in that area a long time ago. And they already learned. Mm. And you wonder how come they, their face still shines even when they get older and they don't have so many wrinkles. Because they do this. They do this. But Sandeep, for, not, for people uh, who drink a lot of water, sometimes it can cause bloating and other stuff. Not just bloating. It uh-huh. causes uh, you to, lo- to lose salt because you have to pee more. Okay. So then they get a little bit woozy, uh-huh. meaning lightheaded. Yes. So you have to increase a little bit of salt intake in your daily food okay. to make up for it. Okay. Now, if you find, if you are not following my advice completely, and by the way, we're not giving you full medical advice. We're just giving you general advice. Go read up on the internet exactly what kind of water therapy makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. Say you have low blood pressure, you have some other issues, mm-hmm. go talk to your doctor before you just follow this. So all, of, so all of that is always applicable whenever you hear any advice on the internet, mm-hmm. <laughs> not just from us. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, yes. but say you have low BP, right? low blood pressure, right? That means you, you know, if you drink too much water too fast, you get oozy, meaning you get a little bit lightheaded. Why? Because the salt content of your blood just went down. Right, which means your blood pressure went down osmotically. Right, so then you'll have to adjust. So in Ayurveda, again, if you read up water therapy, Ayurvedic water therapy, mm-hmm. they'll recommend add a little lemon for some people. Mm-hmm. For some people, adding lemon helps. Adding a little lemon and salt together helps because that makes it balanced. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. but for some other people, the who are already pit, if you follow Ayurveda, like I'm pit, mm-hmm. I don't need the lemon. Sure. I'm already acidic. Mm-hmm. Right, but salt is okay. A little bit of salt is is actually helpful because it kind of lowers. Mm-hmm. But you know, over time, if you build slowly, two glasses and then. Two weeks later, three glasses, two weeks later. Then your body develops the resilience mm-hmm. and is ready for it because, and it's a habit. So your body is now ready and doesn't go oozy, right? Mm-hmm. Also, then you release the water. You, you're not peeing all day. People are worried that if I drink that much water, I'll be yes. peeing all day. No, you won't. Your body gets used to getting all that much water mm-hmm. and it puts it to you. Then you go, have, go to the bathroom maybe once, maybe twice, mm-hmm. and you're done. Mm-hmm. You're as free as anybody else. We're not telling you, 
to you know alter your lifestyle in a massive way because now you have to find a bathroom every 10 minutes that's not doesn't happen in, in the beginning it happens until you get accustomed until your body accommodates this new change once it's accommodated you're like you were before okay all right mm -hmm. okay so there are so many things be careful mm -hmm. now exercise one hour a day your body needs to pay tax its tax comes in the form of exercise. Why? Because the blood needs to flow at a high pressure to every tiny little organ in your body so that it's well fed and it does its job and, it, and the body is able to support your life needs. And that doesn't happen if you don't exercise it. It needs exercise because the body doesn't know which muscles to build. The body doesn't know which bone to increase the density of. And if you don't use a particular bone, it takes the calcium out of that. If you don't use a particular muscle, it takes the muscles out of that. It atrophies those muscles. And if you don't exercise, the muscle that atrophies the most is which one? Which one? Which one? Who knows? The muscle which? Atrophies, becomes smaller the most if you don't do any exercise. Brain muscle? No. Oh, your heart. Your heart is ah. a giant muscle. Mm. Yes. You are setting yourself up for some major heart related issues if you mm. don't exercise because the heart is full of muscles mm. and when you exercise get your you know blood pressure and your heart rate up high mm -hmm. you exercise that muscle and the body says oh build more muscle and it makes your heart bigger stronger mm. and the minute you stop exercising it becomes weak again and then one day you go exercise and it goes oh, i can't give i give up i give up yeah i know you 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 were, you were running at 20 cc and now you're running at 100 cc don't do that to me mm. it says so one hour every day, every day, every day. One hour walk minimum. If you go to the gym, even better. Alternate, even better. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Figure out what makes sense for you. Talk to your doctor and accordingly. Mm -hmm. Now, exercise also gives you a strong backbone. Now, I'll tell you something else now, which is very physical. There are a few muscle groups in your body that will naturally make you more pleasant and likable. You thought, you, thought, you thought I would not tell you anything physical, only mental, mental, mental? Okay. There are a few muscle groups mm -hmm. that make you subtly, without anyone realizing why, when they look at you, feel like, I like this person. Anybody know what they are? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, but I'm just asking. Say it out if you can say it. Okay. First is back muscles. Strong backbone muscles, spine muscles. So your shape of your body is... Erect, straight. Not just erect, mm. but it has it has a, a beauty to it. Okay. Beauty meaning just internal strength mm. and a lack of laziness. Mm. A person with a weak back looks lazy. Mm. Looks like if some emergency happens, they won't be able to help anybody. Mm. Okay. They look that like sense. that. And nobody will actually look at you and actually make that observation. They'll just look at you and they look at another person with a strong back and they'll say... I don't know why I like them more. I just don't know why. It never connects. Your brain doesn't connect the two. But suddenly, you'll gravitate towards a person with a stronger back. So how do you make a strong back? Surya Namaskar. Okay. If you do yoga, right? Yeah. Or push-ups and uh, planks. Two-minute plank or one-minute plank minimum, right? Mm. But you might as well do the full Surya Namaskar. Might as well build all the muscle groups that are related to the back, not just the one that is a push-up or a plank. Mm. But you can begin with that if you like. Okay. So back, the second muscle group that the body just, that anyone looks at you and says, I like, are strong thighs, Ooh. leg muscles, mm. thigh especially. Okay. Now, many people, especially girls, think that if I have big thighs, people will not like me. Wrong. 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 Completely wrong. Mm. If you do one hour exercise, one hour of exercise every day and you do some leg exercises like especially squats mm. right and then you stretch out your thigh muscles using the there's some look it up right there's some must there's some exercises for stretching out your quads called a quad stretch you go in the back and you lift like that when you stretch out your quads they don't become bulky they just become strong mm. and they get a nice shape mm. and not even a nice shape they just become strong mm. that's all that's all we care about a certain amount of minimum strength and size, therefore size comes with that, strength changes the way you walk and you carry yourself. That naturally has a subtle messaging it gives to the world that I can carry my own weight. Mm. <laughs> and nobody will connect the two when they look at you. 
Nobody will say, oh my God, I like that person because they have nice thighs or stronger quad muscles. Nobody will, because it's so subtle. They'll just say, I don't know why I like that person. Literally, they will not know why. If you give them three choices, they'll say, yeah, I like that person. That looks, looks somewhat attractive. I'm not even attracted to that person, but they look nice. Are you hearing me? It's not like you start liking the person because of their strong back and strong quads. You'll just go, it's like positive. That's it. And then the guy smiles or has a scowl on their face and you go, I don't like them. Because <laughs> they just discredited with their face, mm. right? Or their big ego or their ignorance, right? The liking that they earn. But here we're telling you everything. Right, which means we're saying do all the things to, to make your awareness be present and grow your intelligence, be curious, blah, blah, plus do this because it's internally healthy for you. We're telling you not because we want you to look pretty. I don't want you to look pretty. I want you to be beautiful, which means you have the right strengths in the right places to be helpful to people. A helpful person is also beautiful. And if you don't have the back muscles, you don't have the leg muscles, you can't be helpful. All right, enough mm -hmm. said about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, also, having the ability to exercise that much changes your mental muscle and it makes your ego smaller and it makes your willpower stronger. Discipline. Discipline looks beautiful. Okay. Okay. So, it's the strength of your mind that comes from the company of wise people. So wise people's company, if you can inculcate it, if you can cultivate it, if you can foster it in your life, in your community, in your group of friends, if you seek out wise people, that is your fastest way to increase your brain capacity and the fastest way to increase your self-awareness and awareness of the environment around you. Plus, you have to do all these other things, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So ultimately, all of these combined are working internally and they give you something really special, which is internal strength, ability to handle failure because now you have awareness. You have lowered ego. So when bad things happen, you're able to say, yeah, I deserve that. I did that. I deserve that. It's okay. And you're able to say it by saying, yes, and I'm willing to now fix it or, or you know, do the rectification, remediation, right? And that makes you beautiful. But more than that, it makes you intelligent, aware, and you start solving your issues rather than defending them, which again makes you more beautiful and more intelligent, more aware. Mm -hmm. So see how this is a positive cycle? Positive cycle. Okay. So these are all the practices that you need mm -hmm. to become beautiful. So the emotional knowledge gives you detachment from your ego. The intellectual development gives you, as a result, fairness, which makes you beautiful. The curiosity, intellectual knowledge, and your emotional quotient also gives you leadership, which comes from fairness, which together give you grace, which also makes you beautiful, which together gives you a quiet confidence. And all of these together, when you see another person, are charming to you. Mm -hmm. So when you have it, you're charming. And guess what? Just because you heard all this and you probably absorbed a bunch of it, mm -hmm. you've already become a little bit more charming. You may not know it, but I know it because I've been teaching for a long time. Mm -hmm. So thank you for listening to us. Very nice. What a beautiful topic and all the reasons which you gave us about how to be beautiful, what we can practice in our daily lives right. and how we can be surrounded by wise people around us. That's, I think, very important. And I particularly like the one which you said, when you walk into the room or, or you are in a room, recognize read the, the visual, read them, read them and, and recognize what's going on, basically. Read the room. Read the room. I love that one. Okay, right. <laughs> so... If you like what you're hearing and you would like to hear more what we want to talk about in the future, please contact us uh, through our email. Right. And it, mm -hmm. which is the online samosa at gmail.com. Yes. And our phone number is 669-280-228-2801. Sorry, is that? 2810. Oh. Well, say it again. Dyslexia. Okay, <laughs> 669-228-2801. Two eight two eight one zero. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. And also, we have an, uh, a accompanying channel called POS Clips because many people have said to us mm -hmm. that the one hours are too long for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we know we understand that lifestyles are like that. You're a busy person, so we have in nine minute or less, approximately sometimes ten minute, 
or, or, or less, sometimes one minute, two minutes, five minutes, nine minutes, 10 minutes, in all of the same information in 10 minute or less videos called TOS clips, T-O-S-C-L-I-P-S, one word. If you just do a search on YouTube for TOS clips, you'll see mm -hmm. us, and then you can just enjoy it in shorter clips, mm -hmm. right? And please subscribe to that channel as well. The reason why we ask to subscribe mm -hmm. is not because we're asking you to subscribe. It's your way of paying us back. Mm -hmm. If you find this knowledge useful, we'll appreciate if you are able to help us and pay us back by just subscribing. Thank you so much. And, uh, and we have a, uh, the previous series that you saw before this beauty series mm -hmm. was about ownership. Mm -hmm. The ownership series is a, what we call a mega uh, episode. Mm -hmm. A mega episode combines all the different episodes that we're doing with a, with, into a single umbrella and all of them feed into each other and allow you to have a good roadmap of where to grow, how mm -hmm. to grow and more easily grow. So if you haven't heard the ownership one, you must hear it because it'll make this change, these account, these modifications we are bringing to your lifestyle, much more easy and much more efficient and you'll have a bigger picture of where you go. So, a warm namaste from Yamini. Yes, and a namaste from Sandeep Tiwari. And thank you for listening to us all the way through to the end. We appreciate it.